Welcome back to Let's Get Haunted with your host, Nat Strawn and Allie. Welcome back, guys, to episode 80 and a half listener stories number nine. Does the audio sound like dog shit again? And you're like, are we back in 2019? No, you didn't take a time machine back into 2019. You didn't have a time slip back into 2019. This is 2021, but Alyssa is too hungover to drive to the recording studio. Accurate. So she texted me and was like, we're going to do this over Zoom because I cannot leave my house today, essentially, was the vibe I got from you. Is that an accurate... That is very Take. accurate. I okay. just got back from um, Natalia and I have a friend who's getting married, Amy. Shout out, Amy. She listens to this yes. podcast. Shout and out, Amy. She had a very intense bachelorette party in Arizona. Now, if you've never been to Arizona in the summertime, no joke, 118 degrees at one point this past weekend. It is hot. I can't do it. Arizona was not designed for humans to survive there. I think Arizona is like the equivalent of like God's terrarium of rocks where they put that like (laughs) heat lamp on top of it. Yeah. There's just like some old lizard people frying in the sun somewhere. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) You could not. (laughs) If you have like, if your body is mostly made of water, which is what humans are, then you cannot you cannot survive there. It's a miracle I made it back in one piece. It's a miracle I'm able to be on Zoom right now. So I hope the audio isn't too terrible, but it probably will be. Yeah, you might. we might have to turn my audio up because I'm looking at it and it's like, I don't know. You guys, it's been such a long time since we did these remote recordings. We, I thought we were done with this. I feel like I'm being dragged <laughs> back to hell. Have you guys seen that movie where that like... Basically, I don't want to ruin it, but there's a part where someone gets dragged to hell. I mean, That's the, the title name, of I mean, the movie. The name of the movie is Drag Me to Hell. So I feel like if you didn't know they got dragged to hell, that's on you because context right. clues are everything. And I feel like being back in the Zoom recordings is literally dragging me back to hell right now where I yes. have to like have all these fucking cords and wires and like try all these different headphones on. We've already had issues with it. I keep turning my <laughs> recording volume up and it's just sliding back down in audacity and only one person is going to know what that means, but whatever. <laughs> Did you hear that audacity now is apparently a spyware or something? I'm not surprised. Like <laughs> they have the audacity. I read that in an what somebody like sent an article where- to us. I don't know. I didn't read the whole article. I'm going to be honest with you. I read like the headline and then you know how there's like a summary underneath the headline normally. That's what I read. So I don't know if that's like a hyperbole or if it actually is a spyware or maybe it's just like hackable. I don't know. But apparently we're not supposed to be using it anymore. One of our listeners sent it to us and was like, hey guys, just want you to be aware of this, which by the way, thank you, whoever you were, you're an angel. But at the same time, Natalia and I have no other options. So yeah, this is it, you guys. And um, I just wanted to say, I watched the video of you and James and like, what a piece of shit is that new (laughs) new recording studio? Oh my God. I don't think anyone there listens to our podcast, thank God. So they won't hear us talking shit, but they just moved locations and the new location is dog shit. So if you were watching and you noticed that last episode, that's why. Yeah. And they're trying to raise the prices on us, you guys. So if you saw it on YouTube, there was like parts of it where James's audio 
and his visual wasn't even synced up, even though Alyssa's was. And that's like hard to do. Like, how did they even do that? I don't know. I was so <laughs> confused. And they also sent it to me like two days late. And so it was like no no time to fix anything. You know what I mean? No time to be like, hey, re-render this and send it to me. It's like there was no time because they sent it super late on a Tuesday night. Like, what are we supposed I to know. do? We're back. It feels like we've been dragged to hell. We're back to square one. But on the plus side, you guys are buying merch and yes. we have sold out of all of the hot ghoul summer tanks, but oh, I yay. bought more. So they're going to come back. I don't know if you were like um, sober enough for that text no, message that I sent. Absolutely okay, yeah. not. I, was compl- <laughs> I have like not re like, you know, like when you circle back to something that someone sends you like that you don't have right. time, like in an email form, like business, like let me circle yeah. back to you at a later date, aka I'm really drunk. I don't have time. I like can't understand this text message right okay so yeah. i replenished our hot cool summer supply it should be oh, here thank soon. you yeah and so there will be more of those tanks coming out we still have a few of the hot girl summer tanks and we even got some two xls in so Yay. um we've said this before in via social media but we'll say it again there's like a worldwide garments uh like uh shortage right now so mm-hmm. we've tried to get more plus sizes in but it's been extremely difficult because i guess due to covid there's just been like a garment shortage worldwide um but we found two xls so we're hoping that we can find some larger sizes and as soon as we do we will stock those as well but for now we have up to 2xl yes that's right and the 2xls are going to look slightly different from the xl and the large and the small and the medium and whatever whatever and that's because we had to go through a different um screen printer in order to get those because like natalia said there's a garment shortage so you reach out to one screen printer and they're like well we have access to small through medium and then another person's like I have large through XL and then we finally found the 2XL we're still looking for 3XL 4XL if we find them we'll let you guys know but it's not looking good right now it took a lot to find the 2XL but so the reason why they or I guess I'll explain how they look different it's kind of more of like a muted or pastel-y um, shade of the colors instead of being that sort of neon color in the other sizes Mm -hmm. but I still think it looks really fucking cool I personally think it looks better. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it looks better. I think the colors are sharper. You haven't seen them in person yet. No, I think the actual screen print is a little bit better quality, but it's also a different kind of, it's like a different kind of cotton. So I think that's why. Oh, Um, gotcha. But even Cody, my fiance said, he was like, oh, those look better. And I was like, I know. And I think it, I mean, I think it's a fair (laughs) trade-off because I feel like people who wear larger sizes usually get screwed because we either don't offer them at places, you know, or, or they like just did a shitty job on them because they like, it's not their main source or whatever. But I think that this is, this is good because I feel like plus sizes deserve to have the less shitty end of the stick sometimes <laughs> i i agree with that so yeah. if you guys are interested in getting our summer merch you can go to let's get see what's still in stock like natalia said she ended up ordering some more so hopefully the hot ghoul summer will be back in stock if not you can buy haunted girl summer i personally have been wearing my haunted girl summer shirt non-stop i sleep mm-hmm. in it i probably shouldn't admit this on camera but <laughs> i sleep in it I like wore it all the time at the bachelorette party. I was like out at the pool wearing it. I was, we went to a lazy river. I was like wearing it in the lazy river to avoid getting sunburnt. 
Um, yeah. I, I wear it out. I just like go yeah. out and wear it and I also sleep in it. So I think no, it's I'm the, the same perfect way. shirt. Yeah, I also sleep in my I got mine in like uh, a size a couple sizes too like large for me. And so it like really hangs nicely and it hits like right mid thigh. And then I wear it with some biker shorts and some clogs and I just hit the fucking city and all eyes on me slay 24 seven. Hell yeah, brother. (laughs) That is the way to do it. That is the haunted girl way. I also Still can't stop saying brother. And I got everyone I at like the bachelorette it. party to start saying it. And so I really our, like it. Our hashtag for the weekend was brother. That's it. Which oh, like there's. That. So if you click on the brother hashtag on Instagram, it's like people posting photos of their actual brother and then just a bunch of random drunk bitches at like I a love bachelorette that. party. Yeah, yeah, I just thought beautiful. of a meme you guys need to have for that. It should be a brother printer and you just send it to everyone <laughs> and see what they say. <laughs> well, that's you know incredible. What I'm about? Yes, absolutely. There's one at the office and I can it's like the only air printer at our office. So if I'm on my laptop, it's the only one I can connect to and it just says connecting to brother every time yeah, I print. Perfect. Beautiful. Perfect meme right there. Love it. Okay, last wait, last thing before we get into this. Natalia, have oh, you noticed I'm I'm back on the ground? Oh. Oh, I told no, I didn't. Yes, I just you know I tried to sit at my desk for this, but like Natalia said, we haven't done this in a while, and it just felt unnatural to me. And so I was like, I'm just gonna <laughs> do my setup on the ground again. I'm in a different room, so there's no ants in this room that I've seen so far. So I haven't right. I haven't completely gone back to square one, but I am yeah. back on the ground. We have a, yeah. I okay. I can't. I'm gonna continue to talk about nothing for okay. If you all right, me. So Natalia, <laughs> I was like literally just being like, we have ants in our house, and then I was gonna go on a whole tangent about that. But <laughs> it's just who who the fuck cares? <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good point. Nobody gives a shit about these intros. Why do we do this? Um, wait, but there is no. Damn it! There are two things I forgot to talk about that we have to talk about. What we're up for oh, two go. different podcasting awards. We're up, oh my god! We're up for the Paranormality Magazine Podcast Awards for Best Paranormal Podcast. We are also up for Best Ghost Stories Podcast with the Paranormality Magazine Awards. We are also what? nominated for two different awards in the People's Choice Podcast Awards. We are nominated for Best Female Hosted Podcast and Best Comedy Podcast. If you want to know how to vote for us, you have to go to Twitter or our Instagram stories. I will post there with all. The information no for how to do it yeah there's no time to explain well wait is this people like people magazine um i don't know i don't think so <laughs> i think they're their <laughs> own organization not, they're totally piggy, piggybacking off of that well they've been around since 2005 so i don't i'm pretty know. sure it is people's magazine though because well, well if it's not they're piggybacking off of it because i looked at it and they use the same font for people magazine oh I don't think it it's People like, Magazine. Maybe they're just ripping it off. But they did send an email that like a very intense email with all the rules because you can be forfeited from winning like a billion different ways. I'll have to send it to you because it was very intense. Um, and mm-hmm. they also said that there have been like two million votes so far. Oh, my gosh. So we really need people to get to the vote. Rock the vote. Yeah. Rock the vote. <laughs> vote or die. <laughs> okay, now... Natalia, do you want to explain to the people what this episode is? No, but I'll do it anyways. <laughs> um, if you don't know what listener stories are, get some help, first of all. 
<laughs> Second of all, it's exactly what it sounds like. People tell us their stories about their life that are haunted. And then we read them out live on the air. And we do this, what, every, how many episodes is it? Um, Every 10 episodes. We have a every... half episode. So it's like every 10 and a half episodes. Even yeah. though it's a full episode. You know what I right. mean? So if you want to submit your story, you can email us at letsgethauntedpod at gmail.com and we will read it. If we haven't gotten it to, gotten it to, if we have not gotten to it yet, it is not that we didn't like your story. It's just that we haven't gotten to it yet. I've read some stories that frankly suck and shouldn't be on the air. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. She, no, I was going to say Natalia gets so stoked for listener stories. Yeah, we read we read an yeah, episode really about do. a man that got arrested for pretending to be an alien and probing people in the butt. And then later somebody DM'd us and was like, <laughs> no. you guys realize that was just like a click hole meme, right? And I was like, why did someone send that to us then? <laughs> it wasn't even real uh, I mean they sent us something that was like not from clickhole because obviously I know what clickhole is but I guess it, right. it's like a meme that originated on clickhole and then a bunch of other outlets just like picked <laughs> up the story without recognizing it as a meme and we got sent one of those uh articles we got we got fooled we got guys. rickrolled the po- yeah, the point being that we will literally read out on the air anything you send us. And if you abuse that, then you know what? At least make it funny. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Do you want to get us started, Natalia, with the first story of the day? Sure, I would love to. Okay, let's see here. We've got our first story of the day is from Fritz. Fritz. It's Fritz from Berlin. All Ooh. right. <laughs> hey, ladies. I've been a fan of the pod for a while and love to binge it on long train rides. Oh, thank you. I thought I'd share two of my encounters that are a bit more lighthearted and funny rather than spooky, spooky, scary. Love it. The first of my encounters happened to me at my old work. I'm from Berlin, Germany, so please excuse any mistakes. Oh, no. And You're used perfect. to work in a burrito fast food type restaurant. Love it. Uh perfect after we close at around 10 p.m it would usually be two or three okay i read that as i used to work in a burrito (laughs) (laughs) i know i thought you were gonna stop there and i was like all right well yeah no sorry i just started laughing and i wanted people to know why okay um after we close at around 10 p.m it would usually be two or three people left to clean up the place and get it ready for the next day we had a basement for storing drinks and ingredients and it always felt a little haunted so i don't love being down there alone but sometimes i just had to understandably so one night i was down there we were already closed as I hear the bell in the basement ring that if someone was down there, it, we were like urgently needed downstairs. The bell was at the bottom of the cash register also to get to the boss if there was trouble. So I'm alone in the basement and very clearly hear the bell ring. And I think to myself, what the fuck could be this urgent? We're closed. So I go upstairs to find no one at the cash register and my boss and someone else cleaning the kitchen at the very back. When my boss asked why he rang, when I asked my boss why he rang, he just looked at me confused and told me that no one was even close to the register. We were both pretty freaked out after that. And my boss even came with me to check the basement. Obviously, there was nothing there. 
Side note, the restaurant used to be a gay club in the gayest district of Berlin, and me and a friend of mine who also worked there both had a feeling of a hand on our asses when we were alone what? in the walk-in fridge, and we're both gay guys. So my theory is that it's a gay ghost that probably died of extreme glory holing or something. <laughs> <laughs> Encounter number two, if you didn't have enough yet. I was at a bar with some friends, and one of them lived right around the corner. She had just come back from a trip and had her suitcase and camera bag with her after a while decided to bring her stuff upstairs. I offered her to help and then I went with her. We got to her place and put her stuff away having a bit of a chat but decided to go back rather quickly. As she wanted to take her camera with her, she started looking for it and she was 100% sure of just having had put it on the chair in the living room a few seconds ago. We literally searched the whole apartment for 20 minutes looking for that stupid camera and she obviously started freaking out a bit thinking she had lost it. I alone walked through the doorway to the living room from the hallway at least five times. When I entered the living room again to look the last time, the camera had just been laying right in the middle of the doorframe on the ground. As I said, we both walked through that door several times and there was no way we would have missed it there. It was perfectly placed right in the middle of the door and we were both pretty gobsmacked, but also very happy to have the camera back. My friend and I both immediately thought it was a ghost. We called him Hubie, which is short for Hubert, since she had some weird stuff happening before at her place like glasses moving, etc. Okay, so those were my two small encounters that are actually kind of fun to me rather than scary. I hope to have more in the future. Thank you for all your hard work. You guys rock. Love from Berlin, Fritz. Well, Fritz, first of all, the idea of there being a gay ghost that's just like extremely horny and like walking around and like grabbing guys' asses. I love that idea. It's not like a ghost that's like hating their life and who's like just trying to, you know, spread negative energy. They're just like, they're themselves. Yes. Yeah. Love that. Having fun. Also, the camera in the middle of the doorway just reminds me of r slash glitch in the matrix which i know i've randomly been shouting out a lot lately but for like no reason (laughs) we haven't covered it's not like we have an episode on glitch in the matrix it's just always on my mind i feel like people are constantly posting things like that like oh hey i like put this thing down in this very specific area suddenly it wasn't there i'm searching up and down i come back like the next day and it's exactly where like where I'd left it, you know? So people think that's elves though. Like elves are supposedly like very oh. like mysterious, like mischievous. That's another good theory. Cause glitch in the matrix yeah. is more like, Hey, we live in a matrix. And for some reason there was some sort of glitch. Right. <coughs> a glitch in the matrix. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where like something didn't render correctly. So it's like no right. longer there. And then it comes back. Right. That makes sense. Um, Yeah. And then lastly, I just wanted to say um, Berlin. I'm so glad we have some listeners from Berlin. There's this play called Cabaret, which I'm very sure um, Fritz knows of. And when Alyssa and I went to Berlin, I was like determined to go to that like gay sex club that's there. That's famous from Cabaret. That's right. We never ended up going. Oh, but well, life is there's still plenty of life left. (laughs) We we can go go back. Wait, why didn't we go in? We didn't go in. I thought we did. It was like, no, it was like a whole ordeal. Like people go dressed up and you, you know, you like want to add to the vibe. Or maybe it was just me and Audrey who wanted to go. I don't know. But there's like a pool in the middle of it. I, like, you it, you know, you don't have to go and have sex. You could just be there and vibe. But right. like, I think we just wanted to go to like see it and they and they probably would, you know, 
that is that weird no i think <laughs> but did you guys not get in i thought for a fact you guys got in we didn't end up going trust me oh you I must have, have gone somewhere else going okay no yeah. i believe you okay <laughs> no we ended up going to this other club it's like the most famous club in berlin and they like put a sticker over your phone's camera when you go in oh, and there's like parts right. of the club that's closed i forget what it's called and they like open up other rooms fritz if you're listening to this or anyone else from berlin if you're listening to this remind me what the name of that club is maybe it's not cool i thought it was like the coolest club but maybe it's not who knows it sounded cool to me. I was being lame and very tired and I went back to go to bed in the hostel. It was definitely the kind of place where like you needed like a lot of illegal substances to um, like be able to survive the tone of it. I ended <laughs> up going home pretty early because I was like all partied out at like a, a normal hour. Right. You know? <laughs> right. But the other people like hadn't even showed up to the club yet. Like I was like looked like just a pansy leaving early. <laughs> well, I think that the experience is most of the fun. So you got your experience out of it and then you just went back to the hostel to go to bed like an adult. Good for right. you. Okay. Slay. <laughs> Slay. Okay. So now I'm going to read the next listener story. This one comes from Nabs D. Hey guys, thank you so much for making this podcast. Out of all the supernatural themed ones I've listened to, yours is by far my favorite. Thank you, Nabs. Oh. So I have a really silly story I wanted to share with you guys. I'm from Mexico City and over here in my country and in some other Latin American countries, there's this story about a woman we call La Llorona, which translates mm. to the crying lady. So the story is very old and it has its different variations, but the main theme is that this wealthy man fell in love at first sight with a really beautiful young woman and he married her. The couple had children, but the husband used to travel a lot, so he became more and more distant from his family, and when he came back to visit, he would mostly pay attention to the kids. This made his wife extremely jealous. One day, the husband decided to leave the family altogether. Some stories say to be with another, even younger woman. So the wife blamed the children for this, and she took them to a river and drowned them. And then because of guilt and grief, she drowned herself. Years later, children started to disappear from the town, and the people in the town would see this beautiful woman dressed all in white, crying in the middle of the night, calling, Ay, mis hijos, which translates mm. to, oh, my children, and then realized that whatever they heard, that whenever they heard that cry, a child would disappear, as La Llorona would confuse them with her own children and take them to the river to drown them. This story is very, very famous in Mexico. There's even more movies and stuff in case you are interested. But moving on, my personal story is this. When I was younger, I lived at home with my mom and my younger brother. My brother was around 14 to 15 at the time. And one night, he woke up my mom in the middle of the night to tell her that he heard La Llorona. My no. mom is super skeptical about ghosts, so she laughed at him and went back to sleep, but my brother was so terrified that he spent the night with her in her bed. The next night, he heard her again, and again, and again. They told me about this, but of course I didn't believe it. La Llorona is kind of like the equivalent of the boogeyman. So my mom, being fed up of her son sleeping in her bed, she decided to spend the night in my brother's room one night. And right there, she heard the cry of La Llorona with her own ears, saying, Ay, no. mis hijos. 
The next morning, my mom laughed nervously and told me that she had heard her too at around 3 to 4 a.m. I have the chills right now. This is me talking. I have the chills. Yeah, I do too. I have chicken Oh my God. This is, oh my God. Okay. The email goes on to say, naturally, after my mom heard this, I spent the night in my brother's room and there it was. I heard her too. To give you an idea, this is the typical way in which her cry is depicted. And there's a YouTube link. So let, I'm going to play this oh right after God. I finish the email. So, so for several nights, me and my family would have trouble sleeping because it started to happen a lot and it started getting closer and closer to the point where I could hear her from my room. At first, the sound was only heard in my brother's room because it was on the other side of the house until one day it just stopped with no explanation and we never heard her again. Some weeks later, I go out with my friends and I tell them this story. One of my friends used to live like 10 minutes away from my house, and he told me another story. So these were the suburbs, and in Mexico, it's very common to have a quote-unquote service girl. I don't like the term maid, but I don't know if service girl translates well as a Mm full-time job type of thing, and they usually sleep in your house every day, etc. So apparently, the people in this part of the suburb were hearing La Llorona too, This including all of the maids who usually come from small towns where people tend to be very superstitious. And a bunch of these girls started quitting their jobs. Of course, the ladies of the suburb were not going to allow their trusted maids to leave, so they started investigating. And they found the source of La Llorona. So some guy just found it funny to drive around the suburbs in Mexico City with a fucking speaker terrifying everyone. And the police caught hunt caught him but they couldn't really do much about it eventually we found oh out God. he started doing it in different parts of the city just for the lols haha ha. so that is one of my favorite haunted stories i promise one day i'll write you my real ghost story that happened in my old house we used to live in thank you hugs from mexico nabs okay but here's but let the, me just say this what? i'd okay nabs you could totally be right. Maybe they really did catch the guy. But the line that says, like, the women of the town were not going to allow their maids to get scared and leave makes me think, what if somebody just, like, right. made some guy into a scapegoat so that everyone, all the maids yeah. would stay? Yeah, exactly. They they were like, oh, we found the source of this. It's not actually haunted. But in reality, it's actually it's like really super haunted. fucking haunted. Yes. Okay. So let me send yeah. you this YouTube link real quick on, on okay. my phone. Oh, yeah, I want to listen to it. Um, While you're doing that, I just wanted to say, like, it's a funny idea to me to think of the police catching this person and just being like, yeah, we can't really get like get you in. I mean, what you did is not illegal. You're just a fucking weirdo asshole. But like, it's not illegal to be a weird asshole, you know? (laughs) All right. I'm opening up this um, La Llorona. Llorona. Let's see. Yeah, no, I'd shit my pants if I. I can't believe some guy was just driving around Mexico, blaring this. (laughs) Sorry, that's just the funniest thought to me. Wow, that's like so fucked up, but it's funny at the same time. Thank you very much for that email, Nabs. Also, wow, we're starting off strong with two international emails. I love this. I know. 
international haunted business that's right also nab send a second email with your real hauntings because you said these were your silly ones and that one day you'll write in your real ones we're ready for the real ones yeah we've been prepared we we have a paranormal podcast we can do it all right yes this one comes to us from elias or elias collins it says ghost stories i'm haunted as fuck (laughs) perfect Hey, Nat and Allie, I've been listening to the podcast for quite a while. Nevertheless, I have a few stories I can tell you. I'm 19, but have so many paranormal experiences. Me and my best friend who I lived with, his dad used to live in a house where an old man died in a living room and another woman overdosed and died behind the garage. We'll start from me and his first paranormal encounter. We were stocking wood out behind the garage when we were 12 years old, and we, quote, weren't scared of anything, end quote. It was getting late, probably around nine o'clock, and we were moving the, as we were moving the wood, my buddy looks at me and goes, do you see that over there? So I looked over, and it was a pair of red eyes staring back what? at us. Oh my God, geez, I'm giving myself goosebumps just thinking about it um me too Elias I realized the eyes were slowly moving closer to us so we booked it to the house and rushed in both our dads were in the kitchen and they were just like is the wood stacked and we explained (laughs) what happened his dad didn't believe us he was such a skeptic but my father 100% believed us they went out back and saw that nothing was there they came back in and they told us but we knew they told us they didn't see anything but we knew what we saw skip forward to us being 16 still living in that same house but my dad moved out stuff did happen but nothing huge small things not worth writing about haha but my best friend used to always claim to get sleep paralysis seeing things and feeling things and all that jazz he never got it before But he told me one night when I wasn't home, he woke up at 4.30 a.m. and he couldn't move. And a figure of a woman sat on his bed. All of a sudden, his feet and legs started to rise. He couldn't do anything but close his eyes. He closed his eyes and tried to fall back asleep and ignore it. All of a sudden, he woke up and it was daylight and he missed his alarm for work. Later that day, he went to his grandma's, who's very spiritual, and she gave us some sage and other things to ward spirits and bad energy away. The next major thing was when we were both 17. It was a late one night and we used to smoke a little weed to help us fall asleep. We also used to watch cooking shows to help us sleep well. (laughs) He was fast asleep and I was still awake. I got super tired all of a sudden and closed my eyes to fall asleep. I was so close to falling asleep, but I felt something grab my leg. Instantly, I shot up and nothing was there. I was confused, so I looked over and I saw my buddy sleeping in his bed, and there was no way he could have grabbed my leg. I got back to his bed, and in the split second, I shot up, especially without making a noise. That night, I didn't sleep. I laid awake until he woke up at 5 a.m. for school. He looked at me and was shocked. I was awake because I always woke up later than him. He asked, what happened last night after I went to bed? And all I could say was, I was grabbed. And instantly, he knew what I was talking about. 
If you want to hear other stuff, just let me know. I follow both the podcast and your personals on Instagram at Big E413. I don't care if you shout it out or not. Well, <laughs> too you. late. We did it. Thank you for the time. And if you read this and haven't done a Goatman episode, you definitely should. Oh, well, we did one. So this is probably Pope like Monster. Yes. yes. Best regards, Elias. Okay, there's lots to unpack here. But first, I want to say, why the fuck does your friend get up at 5 a.m. to go to school? Yeah, like, they must live in like a village that's far away or like a part of town that's really rural that's like far away from the school district okay or he just like gets up and like writes a gratitude list and works out yeah. and makes his bed and <laughs> makes then, like, some some egg whites scrambled right, egg whites yeah gets in the shower like puts together his outfit <laughs> love that honestly more power to him if that's what it is I wish I was like that instead sometimes I literally sleep in my work clothes which I know is very haunted but if I know I have to be at work by 5 a.m or 6 a.m sometimes I'll just sleep in like yoga pants right and uh like a button up like flannel and then so I just roll just out of bed go. and go to work yeah I mean you know that's that's a lot of work but I'm here for it Second thing I want to you say about what? this. You know what? Sometimes if you take a Benadryl, you can sleep in anything. And you can quote me on that. <laughs> that actually makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> yeah. Um, the next thing I want to say about this is, this is that the fact that your friend knew what you were talking about. Like, what? He I know d- that that is. That he must is, have felt something, too, then. I know. That's extra haunted. That's what I'm saying. If someone's like, oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Why did you let me spend the night if you have ghosts yeah. that grab your leg? Like, <laughs> right? that's not cool. If you guys live in a haunted place, you need to disclose that with your friends before they come over instead of just waiting oh, until absolutely. they get grabbed and then being like, oh, I forgot to tell you there's a demon that lives in my wall and an old oh, woman right. that whispers in your ear. At night. <laughs> no, totally. And also the image of like his dad's legs just like floating up from the bed no 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 No, because that's like a step beyond sleep paralysis sleep paralysis is like you can't move and there's something in the corner of your room or something sitting on your chest but this is like one level past that where like only part of your body is moving and it's involuntary and you're just being Hate sucked that. up into a void Ugh. in the sky. Into a black hole, into a sinkhole that yeah. the boogeyman's pulling you into. Oh, by the way, I remember that chupar means to suck in Spanish. So is El yes. Chupo a play on that? It's like the suck. Are you talking about the chupacabra? No, El Chupo. Isn't that the name of that guy, that like boogeyman? You, no, it was um, El Coco. Oh, okay. It was El Coco. I thought it was El yeah. Chupo. Well, we can delete this. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) All right. Okay. I am ready to read the next email. This one comes from Ellie D. And they write, Hi, I started listening to your podcast around a month ago, and I love listening to them at work since I go, since I work in a warehouse and my job is monotonous. You guys are so funny and the podcast makes my day go by faster and more enjoyable because capitalism is slowly killing me. (laughs) We can all relate to this, I'm sure. If you read this in a listener episode, you can probably use it as filler between more interesting slash intense haunting stories since I don't have super interesting run-ins with the paranormal. Too late. We're reading it. Doesn't even matter. My mom actually has a really interesting story she told me a few years ago that I'd like to share. When she was in her teens and later on, she was a goth and she wore an inverted (laughs) cross sometimes. She's honestly slay, mom. She's not a religious person or anti-religion. I think she just thought it was cool. 
but she started getting something similar to sleep paralysis around this time, which she called, quote, the windy noise. Because at night she would be unable to move and would hear a really strong windy noise in her ears, like a gust of wind. What? She wouldn't see anything, and I think she was able to breathe. That's why I say kind of like sleep paralysis. And it got worse and worse. But when she threw that inverted cross necklace away, it stopped happening (gasps) to her. Her oh her necklace be, like was like actually bringing demons. Okay, again, I have the chills. I don't know if I'm just getting the chills all the time because I'm hungover right now, or if I'm getting <laughs> the chills because this shit is really spooky. No, I have the chills too. I've, however, always been kind of more tuned into the paranormal than most people. Plus, I'm a Scorpio, and if you didn't know, Scorpios are supposedly the most psychic sign, and I've always been interested in it. Okay, I did not know that, but that makes a lot of sense because all of, like, Amy is a Scorpio, and she constantly, our friend Amy, who just had the bachelorette party, is a Scorpio, and she gets, like, these gut feelings all the time, and she's always right. Right. She's very like empathic too. Like yes, she's like definitely. very aware of other people's feelings and emotions. She and like it yes. translates as her being very nice because yes. she like can speak to your heart. Um is that the totally. end of the the email? No, I just got sidetracked again oh, as always. Okay. okay. <laughs> and the email continues. My house is 100 to 200 my house is 100 to 200 years old, plus no. I live in kind of a bad area, so it's already haunted, lol, but I've had a lot of small weird things happen over the years of living there. I always feel a really strong presence at the top of my stairs on the landing by where my bedroom door is and where my mom's bedroom door is. Above that is the loft, or attic, as you'd probably say in the States. And the loft hatch has mm. actually swung open by itself before, no. despite being closed and no drafts <gasps> being present in the house. And I swear it was locked, too, and it still swung open. You guys, I'm screaming. At a live... Su- I know. At a live psychic <laughs> session, I remember my cousin saying that the guy who lived here before in the past came through just to say that he built the fireplace himself, which still makes me laugh to this day. <laughs> like a guy comes into a psychic session and is just like, oh, I built what? That doesn't even make any sense. He's like, I just I've want had... you to know oh, that I wait. built that fireplace like in their house. Like he's saying, like, I yeah, built right. that with my hands. Like I built a right. fucking fireplace, which even by 1800s technology was hard. <laughs> and, like, right. Like he's he, understand. He's like, great. I came over from the other side. You pulled me in with this Ouija board and right. all I care about, you knowing I'm not going to answer any of your questions about what yeah. what life is like after death. Like right. not going to answer any of that. Just need you to know I built the fireplace. <laughs> I've had other odd instances such as small childlike handprints appearing on the microwave and not coming off for a while after despite no children being in the house at all. Things going missing and reappearing, things falling over by themselves with no drafts around, those kinds of things. My brother used to say he would hear someone typing on the keyboard of the computer that used to be downstairs so he would go down thinking it was me and no one would be there. I've always wanted to open my third eye, but I'm honestly so scared of seeing anything, so I kind of just try to keep it closed all the time. So I've never really seen any spirits, and I don't think I'd want to. Honestly, I love the paranormal, but it terrifies me. Hmm. However, two events kind of stick out to me. One time I was downstairs watching TV late at night since I could never sleep when I was younger, and it was probably around 3 a.m., 
I was looking through a box of things that I'd taken from my room to find something when there was a knock at the window. I was right nearby since the couch used to be really close to the window. So I looked outside, but no one was there. Kids and teenagers aren't really outside that late, so I don't think anyone was trying to pull a prank. Plus, I didn't see anyone when I looked out. I got kind of spooked, so I went upstairs and read a book until about 5 a.m. when I heard the front or the back door open. It has those alarm noises that (gasps) alert you when someone's coming in or going out. I froze because I knew my mom was upstairs in bed asleep and my brother was in the room with me since we shared the room. I didn't go down and in the morning both doors were still locked. Another weird thing that's happened in my house is one time I was trying to sleep and it was around midnight when I heard the wardrobe doors in my mom's room repeatedly opening and slamming shut. No. I knew it was a windy night that night, but her windows were shut and she was downstairs asleep on the couch with our dog as she sometimes did. It felt so purposefully done, too. They were slamming so loudly and with a lot of force. Mm. At the same time, I also heard creaking in my room as if someone was walking on the wooden floor. I just forced my eyes shut and eventually passed out because I was too scared to look. But it took me so long to get to sleep that night. Other other than these things, nothing super interesting has happened. But I definitely think I'd have more things happen if I were to open my third eye. Sorry this was so long and probably uninteresting. Also, have you thought of making a Patreon? I'd definitely be interested in supporting you if you ever did. And when I'm more financially stable, I think I will donate to you guys to keep the podcast going since I listen to it literally every day while I work. I hope both of you guys are doing okay also and aren't super haunted right now. LOL. (laughs) Thanks for reading, Ellie. Ellie, that was a very interesting email. Don't sell yourself short. Yeah. First of all, I want to say I believe every single one of those stories was paranormal. Oh, absolutely. And the fact that you live in a house that's built in the early 1800s just says how much more brave you are than me. Like, I literally... anything over 100 years old is haunted automatically. We've talked about this before. Yeah, automatically. And I don't understand how you can live there. Like, I would just be so scared. So, so scared. Yeah, freaking out. Also, the the idea of a wardrobe door opening and slamming shut over and over again, Mm -hmm. that isn't that from Narnia? uh, The Conjuring? Oh. Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, famous horror film, Narnia. The Conjuring? Yeah, but also I'm pretty sure it's The Conjuring where like those hands reach out from the wardrobe closet and clap when they're playing that hide and clap Ah, game. No! Okay, I haven't... I just got so many chills, you guys. I have. I'm like crying right now. I haven't seen The Conjuring because I'm. I'm afraid. It's Alyssa so loves good. horror movies, and I like get too scared. Like, oh my god! If you never see a, a horror movie ever again, you have to watch It Follows, which we talked about in the episode with James, and also you have to watch uh, The Conjuring. Those two are so scary; they fucked me up for like a week. Dude, I still haven't recovered from seeing The Grudge, and that was like over 10 years ago that was like yeah in my childhood i like the ring Maybe. and the grudge ruins me oh that reminds me of in her story she talks about the attic door just fucking opening oh up oh my god seal no. that shit up i don't give a fuck if you have like shit up there <laughs> that you're storing like you need to put boards over that and nails and like it literally needs to be sealed 
don't yeah. know what else to no, tell you. Never again will you, should you have an attic. You Also, you should never have a basement. I don't care if it's convenient. I don't care if you use it as a wine cellar, which is cool as fuck, by the way. But like, <laughs> you just need to seal that shit up. Sorry. Anything down there, anything it's, up there, you yeah. don't have anymore. Yeah. You don't need it. Just start over. I agree. Right. Okay, this one comes from us from Jimmy Wynn, and it says, My sleep paralysis story, parentheses, toe-tugging. Hi, Allie and Oh, Nat. my God. My name is Jimmy Wynn, pronounced Wynn, and I'm a longtime fan slash listener. I wasn't going to write in because my story's a bit short, but I'll try to add some details. I've had sleep paralysis before, but the last time I remember it happening was years ago. I've always passed it off as lucid dreaming. While I was in this half-awake slash half-awake sleep state, I felt a tug slash pinch on my big toe. I vaguely remember seeing two shadowy figures, one tall, one short, at the foot of my bed. I've never gotten a bad vibe from them. I shook off the tugging as just another dream because my bedroom door was closed and I sleep alone. The tug slash pinch wasn't painful, but strong enough that I would never forget the sensation. I played with the idea that the figures were aliens because I start thinking if I start thinking they were ghosts, I get freaked out. I haven't been bothered since. So, yeah, I just wanted to say Oscar's grandpa's brother, Gabriel, wasn't the only one to have their feet touched while sleeping. (laughs) Well, it must be from a different listener story. The podcast is great for workouts. Okay, first of all, I just wanted to say the fact that you remember it was Oscar's Oscar's grandpa's brothers named Gabriel (laughs) rather than just the guy that had their feet touched while they were sleeping is literally amazing. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. That's iconic. Um, and I just want to, I relate to that. I have, I lucid dream more often now that I've had the baby. I don't know if it's just because, really? yeah, I don't know if it's just because my, like my sleep schedule is so messed up and there's like less of a, a difference to me between being awake and being asleep. Cause I'm just tired all the time. But, um, I recently had a dream where I was one of Leonardo DiCaprio's girlfriends on his boat <laughs> But he, but you guys, but he was also trying to kill me. There was like Emily Ratajkowski. She was mad at me and she was trying to stab me. And then I told him, I was like, Emily Ratajkowski is trying to stab me. And he's like, (laughs) and he was mad at me. He was gaslighting me. He was like, but why? He was like, but why were you acting like such a whore in front of those other guys? And I was like, you're literally like starting a fight with me right now when someone's trying to stab me rather than protecting me. Oh and my god! So that yeah, that was a haunted dream of mine. I that don't know. needs to be made into a horror film of Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio. You're on a boat, Leonardo DiCaprio's boat. He's got all his girls there, and then they all just keep trying to kill you, and you can't go anywhere because you're on a boat. I know that is I, like, a horror film. I sl- I swam away at one point, and I thought I had gotten away, and then I see this little rowboat like come up to me, and it was very similar to what you described in the the one about like the sea monster. Oh, and then but then it was fucking Leonardo DiCaprio. And it was like this moment where I thought I had gotten away and I was like lucid dreaming. And I was like, yes, I did it. I got away. And I see like my savior and my heart just sank because it was fucking Leonardo DiCaprio. And he pulled I me was back taking into the a boat. sip of water and I almost <laughs> just spit it out. As Natalia was like, and it was Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Jimmy, that's that's terrifying. And if something touched my foot like that, I would always remember it, too. There's some things you just like literally can't forget no matter how hard you try. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. 
Okay, this next email comes from Nancy, but I just have to say, you know how on Google, like if you have a Gmail account, you can put whatever you want for your name and it'll pop up as that? Yeah. She, her her name is the NSA. <laughs> the NSA? The, the, yeah, like the people like that the listen in on your phone calls. Like whatever Yeah, it is. administration okay. or agency. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Amazing. Hey, my name is Nancy and I am a college student in North Carolina. I stumbled upon your podcast last year around spooky season. I love you guys a lot and please keep making podcast episodes. Unfortunately, I am a broke college student and the most I could donate to you guys is like a penny or two, which you two obviously deserve more. So I want to show my appreciation for your amazing work on the podcast by telling you how haunted I am or at least how haunted I think I am. I just want to say real quick aside, um... First of all, thank you so much, Nancy. If you guys are in the same boat and you can't donate and you can't buy merch, don't feel bad. Literally just do what listener Phil does Mm -hmm. and tweet at people (laughs) all the time and be like, listen to this podcast. Or you can also vote for us in any time we're nominated for anything. That seriously helps helps so much. So much. My earliest memory of my first encounter with the supernatural was at the age of six years old. My mother, father, and I lived in a small one-story house when this happened. I was very attached to my father and always fell asleep in his arms. My father had also recently bought me this rather big baby doll with an adorable pink pajama set that I adored, according to my mother. Uh, And according to my mother, I was very attached to the doll. But one night, while my mother was over at her sister's house, my father laid out a small mattress in one of the guest rooms so we could just play and chill. Mm. It was just me, my father, and the baby doll that night. It had gotten late, and we both fell asleep in the mattress with the lights on. I suddenly woke up and just sat up in the mattress. Nothing in particular made me feel the need to wake up, but for some odd reason, I looked over at the digital clock and it was exactly 3 a.m. Oh, yeah, then you know for sure. Yeah, some fuck shit's happening. (laughs) Suddenly, from the corner of my eye, I saw something move and I look over to my baby doll and she was sitting upright. (gasps) No, throw it. (laughs) Throw it away. I know what I'm about to tell you is really crazy and I won't be surprised if you don't believe me, but I'm not joking that when I tell you that the baby doll sat, then stood up no. on her feet and walked towards the door no! of the room and turned its head to look straight at me. I said Natalia's face right now, my face right now, we are both in horror. I'm frozen. I sat sat in complete utter fear and felt my body suddenly go cold. I blinked and then the doll was right back where I had left it on the floor lying on its back. I had the urge to wake up my father but never did wake him up that night even though he was lying right beside me and I could have. Suddenly the doll got up once again and reached the door. It would look straight at me over and over again. So I'm picturing like a loop. Like the doll's getting up, walking over to the door, slowly turning its fucking weird plastic head, looking at her. She blinks. It goes back to laying down. Oh, my God. Goes back over. Okay. No. I was trembling and scared and wanted so badly to cry out loud, but it felt like I had lost my voice and not a single word I wanted to scream would come out. The doll would repeat the same movement during the entirety of the night. (gasps) All I could do was hide under the blanket and tuck my feet under my father's until I fell back asleep. 
I woke up the next morning to the sound of my mother talking to my father in the kitchen. I looked for my baby doll and saw it sitting in the corner of the room, which was not its original, its original placement. I hesitated to even look at it, but eventually picked up the doll and went to the kitchen towards my mother. I asked her to burn the doll because I never wanted to see it ever again. My mom was surprised because for the last five months, that baby doll had been my prized possession. So she threw it into the garbage bin because according to my mom, I had cried for her to take the doll away. I was not fully satisfied with the doll simply being thrown out into the trash, but once the garbage truck took it away, I had felt at peace once again. To this day, I very clearly remember how I felt and what I saw. My mother believes it must have been a nightmare, but I know what I saw and I know what I saw was real. I know that the first story was rather long, but I also wanted to share one of my many stories about my encounters with wandering spirits. I actually did not know that I could see otherworldly beings until the age of 12. One of the pastors at my mother's church actually told me that I had the God-given gift to see demons and spirits of light. Oh my God. I do not not consider this ability a gift or even special, mostly because demons are constantly trying to kill me during sleep paralysis, and I would not wish that experience on anyone, and also because I have learned that spirits are more likely to be present themselves to anyone who is willing to open their minds to the unexplained. So... The story I want to tell you guys is actually bittersweet to make up for the chaotic baby doll event from above. I was 13 in middle school and trying to be friends with anyone and everyone. At this time, my family was living in a townhouse. One afternoon, my mother and I are in the car. It is 5 p.m. and we were pulling up to take the usual route to our home when my mom noticed that the road had been blocked off. So my mom made a U-turn, and as she's about to drive off onto the other road, I notice a very pretty girl in a high ponytail with a sweater and a long skirt looking straight at me, kind of like 1950s type fashion Mm -hmm. wear. I decide to wave, and the girl smiles and waves back, and as she waves back at me, I feel like everything was in slow motion, and and suddenly see flashes of scenes of her life just going through my head. I saw her walking and playing on the exact road that had been blocked off with a boy. Then her as an adolescent walking alongside with the same boy, later hugging the boy in a gorgeous lavender dress. Then I saw her have her first kiss with the same boy. At least I understood it as her first kiss. Mm. Then both of them dancing in the middle of the road in the rain. And the boy had a military uniform on this time. Then the last scene was of the girl pushing the boy away and him yanking her back to him, causing them to fall in the middle of the road. Suddenly, a very bright light was coming towards them, and I heard the tires of the car screech. From my understanding, they both died together in that car accident. Oh my god. When I finally snapped out of this vision, it was suddenly dark, and the time in the car read 7 p.m. I looked back to where the road had been blocked off, but no one was there not even the girl. The day after I walked through the blocked off road and stood exactly where that girl was, I felt very warm and even wanted to cry a little. A spirit had shared with me bits of her life. It was the first time a spirit had brought me some joy. Though their death was tragic, I felt like she was somehow okay with the life that she led. I still think about her and I am even smiling as I write this. I don't really know how to describe it, but it was definitely a bittersweet feeling. 
Anyway, this was a very long email, LOL. I hope you guys enjoyed some of the supernatural experiences I've had during my life. I definitely have more if you guys ever want to hear them, but I def think I am haunted if you can't tell. I hope you guys have an amazing week. Love you guys a bunch, and thanks for reading, Nancy. Nancy, you're 100% haunted. Like, Absolutely. Also, how I I want to say again, I believe you. And how do you deal with something like that when you're 12 years old? You know, and like you the have baby doll? this gift. Yeah. Well, she says the first time like someone came up to her at church, I think, and was like, you have this gift where you can oh, see yeah. demons. And she was just 12. I don't know when she how old she was with the baby doll. I think she was even younger than that. Oh, but she like, was six, I think, with the baby doll. She was yeah. six. Yeah. Like, how do you I don't know. Like, how would you go on? with life like that when it's so fucking scary you know yeah well I'm glad that that last experience seems like it was sort of heartwarming for her because if you're going to have the ability to see that kind of shit you should have a nice one every once in a while as a treat for yourself because that baby doll shit just reminds me of the movie Chucky and it just makes me think of possessed dolls like Annabelle and I cannot I know. And the fact that it just, it wasn't like a one-time thing. It was like Groundhog's Day. Like it just kept happening yes. over and over and over again. Oh my and God. she wasn't even alone. Like usually that kind of stuff happens when you're alone. And then you can reason that like, maybe I'm just seeing stuff because I'm scared. But she was like in bed with her dad. Uh, 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 so Scary. creepy. Also, I'm glad that even at six years old, she had the balls to be like, mom, get the fuck rid of I this know. doll. Because me as a child was very like docile and I would have definitely just been too embarrassed to be like oh please get rid of this doll because I wouldn't want anyone to think I was being ungrateful so I'm glad that she like learned to stand up for herself at a young age and be like fucking burn this but also as a mom how scary would that be if your six-year-old comes up to you in the morning and it's just like hey mommy can you burn this doll I never want to see it again like you <laughs> yeah it was walking around last night and kept staring at me and I think we need to burn it so it can never come back <laughs> I'd be like I'm taking you to therapy immediately <laughs> what is going on yes all right this one comes to us from Elowin Ketch hi Nat and Allie my name is Elowin and I've been first of all what a beautiful name second of all And I've been listening to LGH since summer of 2019. Thank you. And I usually listen to it when I'm running or driving to school. And it's my absolute favorite podcast. I have a haunted story that is currently in progress. To start, there needs to be some backstory. I live in an old cottagey kind of house in rural Georgia that my grandpa built in the 1960s. My mom grew up here and we've been living here for almost a year. Prior to this, me and my family had been living in a house up on the hill on the same driveway, and my grandpa and his wife had lived in that house down the hill. My grandpa died in the fall of 2010, and his wife didn't want to live in the house alone, so she sold it, and it was rented out to some very interesting people. And then in parentheses it says, they were haunted, but for a very different reason. They flew Confederate flags on the porch, and when we moved in, they left a Confederate Confederate flag shower curtain and a white power memorabilia. No. So yeah, they were trash. What the fuck? What the fuck? Anyway, eventually my mom was able to buy the house back and we moved in spring of 2019. One of the weirdest things about this house is that my grandpa actually died here while he was on hospice suffering from Parkinson's. What's creepy about this is that he died in the room that's now my bedroom in a hospital bed in the corner. 
Yeah, I know. So my bed is in the middle of the wall facing both the exterior corners of the room, including the corner. For the first couple of months, I didn't think anything of it and honestly had forgotten that he had died in my room because I was 10 at the time of his death. And that part wasn't something that just stuck with me. What? Anyway. In the fall, I started regularly hearing scratching sounds, but just attributed it to mice or squirrels trying to get somewhere warm for the colder weather. Since this is an old self-built home in the middle of the woods, that wouldn't be uncommon. And sometimes when I would get up and turn the light on, I realized that there was just a piece of paper stuck on the air vent flapping around. The sounds weren't every night, but throughout the fall and winter, they just progressively got more frequent and more intense. Also, my dad checked the whole house for any signs of rodents or anything and found nothing. In January of 2020, the scratches and other sounds became noticeable footprints that were clearly coming from inside my room, not the hall, as they were loud and I have hardwood floors that make a lot of noise. A couple times, I'd wake up hearing them and turn around to see if it was my dad or mom checking on me or something, even though I'm 18. But my door was closed and no one was there. Last night was the worst so far. I heard the sounds all night and kept falling in and out of sleep. The door to my room is glass with a curtain on it, and I have three large windows, and I kept seeing shadows across the windows and my door. The door could have just been a family member walking by, but my windows are high off the ground, and that could not be an actual person. At one point of the night, our two dogs went nuts. One sleeps in my parents' room and the other sleeps in the living room. And they both ran to the front door and started barking like crazy and scratching at the front door, which is coincidentally right next to my room and the corner. No. My dad let the dogs out on the porch where they continued to bark for a while and then I fell asleep. Sometime between midnight and five, I woke up again feeling nauseous and I opened my eyes to see a dark humanoid shaped shadow in the corner. I started freaking out a bit and when I looked at it again, it was gone. I tried to go back to sleep, but I have a very active imagination and anxiety. So I started thinking of all these worst case scenarios where I was like possessed by a demon or something. The last event of the night happened a little while later, but within that time span. I was asleep in the fetal position, facing away from the corner, and I woke up to see a large shadow lump thing on my bed, seemingly staring at me despite having no visible face. Yeah, that's where I leave. It just felt so evil. I was well and truly freaked out, so I pulled my blanket up and went back to sleep eventually. I don't know if the spirit or whatever in my room is my grandpa. He was a nice guy, but also not. Or something that came through when he died, or even the result of some wacko stuff the KKK members who lived here before did, but something not nice is in my room. My thing with the paranormal stuff is that I believe it 100%, but I just don't trust any proof that I didn't find, encounter, or go through myself. And up until now, I hadn't felt, I hadn't had any of that to encounter. I feel like despite having no encounters before this, I have a high sensitivity to paranormal stuff like my grandpa, who like took little pieces of every religion slash spiritual practice and smushed them all together. And she had a lot of stories from her childhood growing up deep in the Appalachian Mountains. And she would always tell me stories about her past lives that her medium friend helped her discover. I have a lot in common with her, and I hope that I inherited her supernatural senses. But at the same time, I wish I could be completely ignorant and not be freaked out all the time. 
I'm so sorry for the long story, but I'll let you guys know if anything more happens and there's an update or conclusion to the story. But thankfully, I won't have to deal with my rooms much longer because I'm starting college this fall and will be gone. LOL. Thank God. Love you guys so much. You're so, so talented and it makes my day every time I see a new episode. Thanks for reading. Elowen. P.S. Have you guys ever considered getting a Patreon and releasing like special episodes or filmed episodes on there? I know for I for one would love that and definitely join if you started one. Real quick update to my story. I was talking to my dad about what happened and he said that the dogs were never barking last night and that he never let them out or turned the porch lights or spoke to them. But I was secure in the thought that that the one thing that happened that couldn't be something that I imagined and I could have sworn on my life that the dogs were barking loudly and going crazy and that my dad got up to let them out because the door opened and I heard a male voice that I assumed it was my dad talking to them but every member of my family agrees with him that they never heard barking and never woke up to it att- and they never woke up to attend to the dogs so I'm a little more freaked out now okay I have several thoughts one yes the you imagined the person talking to your dogs I think that really happened no one else in your family woke up to it because they're not sensitive to that but I think there was like a spirit trying to communicate with your dogs definitely second thing I think is that that house that I don't know is definitely haunted and it attracts this dark energy like those people the kkk people or whatever they're full of hate they're like full of unresolved like trauma and issues and clearly like how like are just attracting all sorts of negative energy and i don't know if you're you know you said in parentheses my grandpa was a nice guy but also not maybe he had some just like unresolved issues that he never dealt with and just bottled them up inside of him and that like when he left this world he like left that like unresolved negative energy there or something and i don't know i definitely think it's the house though that's my thought behind it and yeah yeah I, I just know. am picturing like a cloaked like Grim Reaper almost type thing. But she said like it, you couldn't see its face. Right. I'm just picturing like a black hole of a face just like on their bed or like in the corner of the room. And it just freaks me out. I can't. I Something about like when you can't see someone's see face, face I know. scares me. I know. I don't know. I think it's a like you can't even see the eyes. Yeah. Like why is it hiding? Someone who knows more about like demonology and all of that, tell us why demons don't have faces. Yeah. Oh, that's a great question. I know yeah. we have a lot of people that are into that type of stuff too. So definitely write in and let us know why. Yes, please. This email comes from Alana G. Hi, Allie and Nat. I am a huge fan of the podcast. I love listening to the haunted ass listener stories, but I've never (laughs) had something supernatural or spooky happen to me, dot, 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 until just now. I was just at a housewarming party for a friend in his new apartment in LA. Oh, Oh, hey, girl. We live in LA, too. I was telling the people I met about Let's Get Haunted, specifically the Ohio University episode, which is a favorite of mine. Yes. The girl I was talking to was telling me about a ghost she saw in a hotel once. In that moment, a balloon from the party popped on its own, (gasps) seemingly out of nowhere. I said aloud, kind of jokingly to whatever spirit was in the room, quote, I didn't mean to offend you if you're there. That in itself wasn't a big deal, but then the fire alarms for the whole building went off. It's an old building, so it sounded low-key like shrieking. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's that my for sure. sort of haunted story. I know it's not as haunted as the other stories you've told, but it's definitely the most haunted thing that's happened to me so far. 
Thanks so much for reading and keep up the good work. Have a very haunted day, Alana G or Alana G. See, Alana, like, I'm just going to read between the lines. You were trying to talk about some haunted stuff, and then the fucking fire alarm went off, and a balloon and popped. And a balloon and then, popped. And then you just stopped. You were like, all right, like, I'm not going to continue. And that's the end right. of this email. There's nothing else that happened after that, because we right. literally just quit that. Like, we just yeah. carried on with our lives. And I feel like that's what would happen to me. Like, the instant something scary like that happened, I would be like, all right, I'm done. Like, thank right. you. Thank you. I'm sorry. I'm moving on. My bad. Talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. This one comes to us from Chris Simmons. Dear Let's Get Haunted, greetings from the UK. I'd first like to say that I absolutely love your podcast. I only discovered it a few weeks ago and I've already listened oh, to all you. of it. I can't wait for the next installment. I have a few experiences of my own that I would like to share with you. Please bear with me as this might be a long email. The Ghost Hand. About two years ago, after separating from my wife, I went to stay with a work friend for a few weeks as I sorted out accommodation for myself. My friend said the house was haunted by the spirit of a man who had died there and would always refer to the ghost by that man's name. The house was nice enough, but always smelled of burned sage as she told me she had to regularly smudge the house to keep the ghostly activity at bay. I stayed there during a quiet spell, but was often woken at night with the temperature in my room dropping low enough for me to see my breath, and this was summer. I could feel that something in the room was watching me. This house always had an uncomfortable feel, and sometimes the TV would switch itself on and off while I was alone in the house. My friend told me doors would open and close by themselves. There was a ghostly knocking in the walls. And once her daughter was trapped in her bedroom as whatever it was rampaged in the hallway outside. The spookiest thing that I personally saw was a black handprint that appeared on the wall above the stairs. It was the same size as my own big man hand. So I knew it couldn't have been made by my friend or her daughter. Freaking out a little, I phoned a few quite skeptical friends to try to get some sort of scientific explanation for what might have caused it the answer i kept getting was along the lines of well chris there are some things in this world that we just can't understand (laughs) funnily enough this was exactly what i didn't want to hear since then i've never returned to the house and as far as i know the haunting continues the second story lights in the sky i put pronunciation tips in this a bit british places are handedly never pronounced how they're spelled I grew up in a small country about half an hour from Inverness, Scotland. Moray. We've been there. Yeah, we have we've been, been there. Inverness. Yes, we have. Yeah. Uh, Moray, which is pronounced Murray, is quite a haunted feeling place due to its long history of standing stones, fire festivals, and witch trials. I used to work in a small village by the sea called Findorn, where the public transport was very unreliable. <laughs> Occasionally, this meant a seven-mile walk home along the beach through a pine forest and then across the field at night. The sky can be very clear there. (laughs) And looking up at the stars one night, I saw what looked to be a meteorite streaking across the sky before disappearing. I followed my eyes down to it where it should have been, and then there was a bright blue flash over the hill in the distance. This happened on several nights, but since moving away, I've never seen anything quite like it since. A body by the murder house. What? This was in around 2011 when I was in my final years at university in Dundee, Scotland. 
the house I lived in was directly behind the Tay Rail Bridge, which was built after the original one collapsed in a storm in 1879, sending a train into the estuary and killing all 75 people on board. Oh my That's God. not to do with the story, but it's just freaky. At the top of the hill was Dundee's fabled murder house. The murder house is well known in Dundee. It's located behind the student union in the center of the city and what is one of the most desirable areas and has a good view over the river. Despite this, however, it's remained empty since double homicide took place there in the 1980s and has, has fallen into disrepair. The story that I heard about it was that someone broke into the house while the couple were still there and murdered them brutally. He then repositioned them by the window, and they weren't discovered until a few weeks later when a young boy kicked a ball into the garden and went to fetch it. Every few years, someone comes out and says they want to develop the murder house, but nothing ever comes of this. The last one, I think, was a student housing. It's like the people have never seen a horror. The last one, I think, was student housing. In general, though, this place has bad vibes. Once on my way home from a night out, I was walking past the murder house. I could see someone sat on the wall next to it. As I got closer, I could see that they were bent forward with their head in their lap. I went over to see if they were all right, but when I spoke to them, there was no response. This was when I then noticed that the skin on the back of his neck had turned blue from the cold. I couldn't hear his breathing or get a response from him. I phoned the emergency services and they told me what to do. I was obviously quite upset at this. The last thing that you want to find out of a night out is a body by the freaking murder house. They told me that I should tip him onto his back. I was really not down to do this, but I did it anyway. Just before his head touched the grass, his eyes opened. He sprang to his feet talking about nonsense. As it turned out, he wasn't dead at all. He was just really drunk. Oh, my God. He ran off into the night, leaving me still on the phone with the emergency services and confused, but a bit and a put put out. Okay, this one wasn't really a haunting, but I just thought I'd give this. No, that is haunted. I hope you liked this email and I just wanted to say well done with the podcast. It's awesome. Keep up the good work. And if you want me to send you something or anything Britishy that you can't get in the US, let me know. I hope your weekends are going well, Chris. And then there's um, like a star, an asterisk, and it says there's quite a lot of stuff I could tell you about Murray that's haunted as fuck. If you'd like to know more about some of this stuff, I can send you an email with some of the local stories, hauntings and whatnot. I hope yes. you enjoyed your trip to Scotland. And if you're ever looking for an idea for an episode, I would suggest Bolshkeen House near Drumna Drocket on Loch Ness. It has a long history of haunting and was owned by Alistair Crowley and Jimmy Page of Led Zeppelin. Also, I know you guys like aliens, so I just wanted to let you know my band, AXLS, just released its first album called First Contact about an alien invasion on Earth. If you fancy listening to it, that would be swell. Um, First of all, that's a sick name for a first album and a great idea. Like a story. Yeah. Amazing. Congratulations Um, also on the release of your first album. That's that's like a huge feat. I know that's like sounds super hard to do. So yeah, I don't play any instruments. So to me, I'm, I'm very impressed right now. It's also really funny to me, like thinking that you you're seeing a body and then like you're on the phone with nine one one and you and he's like, alive. You to lay them on your back and then you try to lay them on the back and it's just like a drunk Scottish person who's like, "Oi, get your hands on it!" Like you know, like and then just like walks <laughs> and then away just into runs the night. off into the forest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe it was a ghost. Honestly, 
honestly could it could be could have been a demon freaky that it's like the, that the back of its neck was blue also thinking about like i love how he was like oh and then there was a handprint uh, in the house and I kept calling my skeptic friends and they just told me you know sometimes you things can't be explained and that makes it worse I know it obviously makes it worse thank you for that email Chris yeah this next one comes from Nadia O hi Nat and Allie my name is Nadia I just found your podcast last month and have already listened to almost every episode thank you I, I know you do listener story episodes and thought you might want this for a future one I used to live in the Kitsilano neighborhood of Vancouver, British Columbia. My parents were split up, so I lived there part-time with my mom and her then-husband. This was when I was around eight or nine years old. We didn't have any pets or anyone else staying with us. The house had a ground-level floor, a smaller floor on top, and a basement. I've attached a picture of of the house's floor plan so you can see. The top floor had my bedroom on the right, a second bedroom with a small kitchen in it on the left, and a bedroom beside that second bedroom. My mom's bedroom was on the bottom floor, so nobody lived in the room across from me, but I always felt such a weird vibe coming from that room. Again, I was around eight years old at the time, so it makes sense that I would have been scared about anything. I was always terrified to leave my room to go to the bathroom because I would have to cross the doorway to the second bedroom. I always thought that there would be someone in there. Mm. One night, my best friend slash next door neighbor had a sleepover. And because my bed was too small for both of us, we stayed in that room. We were both a little creeped out and neither of us were able to sleep that night. Almost like there was an energy that wouldn't let us. The scariest thing that happened in that house, though, was one night when me and my mom were in the living room. Her husband wasn't home, so it was just the two of us. We were on the couch, and my mom was reading to me before putting me to bed. I looked up from the book, and I saw a black blur run from the door down the hallway that leads to my mom's room and the kitchen. It looked almost like a medium-sized animal running, but I couldn't quite make out any features. Just a small blur. The door was closed and locked, so it would have been impossible for an animal to get in. I asked my mom what it was, but she said she didn't see anything and put me to bed. It wasn't until years later when I was 13 and we had moved out of that house that I was talking to her about it, and she told me that she also had seen it. The she animal? hadn't said, yeah, the like black blur that like yeah. went by super fast. She hadn't said anything about it because she didn't want to scare me. She also told me that when I would be at school and her husband wasn't home, she would hear footsteps coming from the basement and from that spare second bedroom upstairs. Her theory is that maybe a family that lived there before us had an elderly relative, hence having the kitchen up there so they wouldn't have to go up and down the stairs all the time, who may have passed away in that room. Would love to hear your thoughts and any theories you might have on what that blur was. Love your podcast. Keep up the spooky work. From Nadia. Okay, Nadia. Um, I want to say that I think that it's some sort of animal, like... I don't know. I just feel like it's an animal. Like a cryptid? Like an actual animal. Like I think you might have like a possum living in your house. (laughs) Oh. 
I mean, if you don't go ever go up to that second bedroom, that's like a perfect there could place be for an animal to live. I don't know. But or it how- could be just a person living in that bedroom. Oh that's God. honestly my nightmare. My nightmare is finding out that a person is living in the spare bedroom. I just felt like the worst feeling going over me. <laughs> Just like the fucking like a like, pit. I, like I have tears that just came. Look, I like literally just. Oh, you crying. do. Like I have <laughs> Honestly, tears. That, that is more of a nightmare. Eyes. That's more of a nightmare to me than a ghost living just in a spare bedroom. Thinking about a fucking haunted ass old bitch who's just like crawling <laughs> on her toes and hands. Not like not like crawling on knees and hands, but like oh crawling God. like like the ring style, like on toes and hands. Like, oh my God. <laughs> Like Wait, have night. you ever have you ever seen that CCTV footage? This guy, oh my god, okay, I already have the chills. I haven't even told you because I'm thinking about it. There was a guy who lived in an apartment and he would wake up and find that like food would be missing and he thought he was going crazy. And then he set up cameras in his kitchen and discovered that a woman was living in his house in like I think it was in the walls or something and that she had just been coming out at night and taking his food to eat and then going back into the walls. I don't remember if Dude, it was the addict or a, the wall. A fucking old woman that lives in your walls. Yes. Is like it was an old woman that nightmare. lived in his wall. And if I can find the CCTV footage from it, because like the guy had just like put up cameras in his house, I will post it to the Instagram for the photo dump for this episode because it was fucking horrifying. Oh my God. Horrifying. Okay. This is my last email. Jazz from Jasmine. Hey, Nat and Allie, I love your podcast so much and I love hearing other listeners' stories. I was thinking about what stories myself and my family have as I'm pretty sensitive to energies and ghosts. Whatever I in, whenever I enter an antique or secondhand store or sometimes people's homes, I can always tell if there's a spirit or a haunted item on the property. I don't have that many exciting stories of my own, but it got me thinking about some stories I've been told, and I was able to make some odd connections about the firstborn women in my family. On my mother's side, the firstborn girls seem to have an odd, definitely haunted experiences with water. My grandmother's sister, the eldest of her siblings, nearly drowned when she was a young girl. I've never got to meet her, but it is the first story that helped me connect these dots. My mother is also the eldest of seven siblings. She told me the story of when she was a young girl and at the beach. She was swimming in the water and got pulled into a riptide and taken further out to sea. She got pulled under the surface, and although she was a strong swimmer, she wasn't able to find her way back up to the surface. She told me she heard a soft woman's voice calling out to her saying, It's going to be okay. Just let go and relax. After a split second of listening to the voice, she snapped out of this trance she was in and managed to resurface and swim back to shore. Following on from this, one of my cousins is also the firstborn of her siblings. When she was about four, her mom and my auntie and her had gotten home from doing a grocery store shopping trip. As my auntie was taking the groceries inside, she lost sight of her daughter. When she found my cousin, she was face down in their pool. Thankfully, my auntie was able to resuscitate her and they were both okay. What is odd about this is that later my auntie questioned her about it and my cousin told her that she had seen a woman in white telling her to go into the water. No. I don't know about you guys, but I think Llorona might have had a hand in these events. I love your podcast so much and I can't wait for new episodes. Much love, Jasmine. Um, Jasmine, that's definitely La Llorona for sure. Like that what is, else could that be? Oh my God. Yeah. What else is going to be a woman in white that tries to drown you? 
It has to be La Llorona. And also, I'm just... That makes me so uncomfortable. Like, the idea of coming home and seeing someone just face down floating in your pool. What a real-life horror show. Yeah. Terrible. And so lucky that your aunt was able to resuscitate her because I know that, like, children drown in pools more often than we would like to think. So that is such a blessing there and so creepy. I'm very interested in this skill that she says she has where she can go into someone's house and immediately be able to tell if there's a haunted item or an object in that house. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we could use that. Can you direct us towards the Fabergé eggs that are missing? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. If you have any skills available to lead us to the Fabergé eggs, we are ready and willing. Please write another email because ready to be a we will vlog it. Yeah, yes. I'm ready to be a millionaire. Also, the story of the person um, in the ocean almost drowning that she told. Um, did I ever tell you about the time I saw somebody die as a child? No. Okay. I saw somebody die at the beach as a child. They drowned. Oh, um, no. It was like a very um, like large man. And so there was nothing I could do. I was like a small child and the lifeguards went and they pulled him out and it was like horrible, uh, horrible. You saw him drown or you saw his body after he had drowned? So I was standing on the shoreline and I could see someone with their arms up. But as a child, you like don't know what's going on. And then um, then the lifeguards ran by me and got to him. And like it took a while. They took a couple people to pull him out because he was like a big like a dude, you know, like a big adult man. Um, and then when they finally got him out, they had him laying on the sand. They were trying to resuscitate him. And I, it like didn't work. And it was horrible. Oh, my God. So anytime I horrifying. ever, that's like a phobia that I have now after seeing that happen at such a young age. I'm like, anytime I go to the ocean, I just feel like I'm constantly scanning the water, like trying, like looking yeah. like, is everything OK? Is everyone OK? And so hearing that story of that person almost drowning in yeah. the ocean just made me think of that and so I had to throw that out there because definitely haunted well terrible wait experience. a second I didn't see someone drown but I saw them pull when I lived in El Porto when I lived in Manhattan Beach I saw them pull a grown man's dead body out of the water <gasps> no grown, yeah he had been I guess like like pushed off of a panga or whatever it's called like the so, like one of those boats that's running drugs from Mexico to the United States oh no so it's probably like a drug deal gone bad or something or he like oh, j- I don't or know or just what got washed overboard or I, tried yeah, to jump ship and swim oh my god that's yeah horrible I don't know what happened but I honestly didn't even remember it until you said that because I guess it wasn't that traumatic I maybe like in my mind I was just like oh well okay that's, you know, she just a normal thing you in LA. see in L.A. I know, because, yeah. like, actually one time I was walking back from the beach and I saw a dead body on the ground in Venice Beach. They had jumped off of a building. I've actually seen, now that I think about it, like, probably three or four dead bodies in L.A. Yeah, because when you were living in that high rise in downtown L.A., yeah, somebody somebody fell or jumped or something and you they saw jumped. that as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh. The city is just haunted for sure. Also, Lots though, of- like... It, sometimes when here. something's traumatic you just bury it I that's what I do at least that's my coping right. mechanism and then something will happen that like draws it back out of me and I'm like I totally forgot that even happened because my mind just didn't allow me to yeah your mind is like look I'm gonna be honest with you 
um, this is not going to be helpful for you to remember in yeah. any capacity. So we're just going to delete this memory yes, right now. Control all delete. You yeah. cannot get it back. Yeah. Okay. I have two emails left here, so I'm oh, going to read, read them. them in a row. Okay. Okay. This one comes from Ariel M. Hi, my name is Ariel. Well, first of first, I just wanted to say how much I love your podcast. Your guys' research is so thorough and the topics are so cool. I frequently have to drive four hours from home to where I currently go to school and always listen to podcasts to keep me up. This is by far my favorite. You guys are so awesome. I'm really sorry if this is long. So my story begins actually right after I started listening to the podcast. I frequently get night terrors and sleep paralysis. At one point in my life, I got it nearly every night for a year. I started taking CBD gummies this past year and they helped me for a while, but they've recently started to come back. Anyway, I was listening to the podcast and was home alone for a few days, so I got a little bit scared, especially after the Elisa Lamb episode. Two days after I started listening, I lucid dreamt for the first time and it was the scariest sleep experience I've ever had. Within the dream, my best friend killed my dog and I could physically feel what was happening. The dream was extremely real and throughout it, I kept telling myself, this is just a dream. Please tell me this is just a dream. And all my loved ones told me that it was real life. At one point, I blinked and I was awake. I didn't feel like I woke up. I wasn't sleepy or groggy. I just felt like I transported from one spot to another. I shot up and I swear I saw a dark figure standing behind the bed. I immediately started having a panic attack and hyperventilating. The last episode I had listened to, I believe was a listener story episode, and it had mentioned, quote, opening up the other side and how that can be dangerous. All I could think about was how I could have possibly opened up something I wasn't supposed to. I was so freaked out that I stopped listening to the podcast for about two months, but I'm back because I missed it so much. (laughs) I still have the paralysis and night terrors, but here's hoping nothing else happens, lol. Thanks so much for reading. You girls are awesome. P.S. If you're interested, I highly recommend the Glitch in the Matrix subreddit. Oh, wow. Some of those stories are nuts if they're true. Also, I often wonder about the dark side slash secrets of Disney. And I think it would be super interesting if you guys covered this topic as well. Have an amazing day. You girls rock. Ariel. 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 How? What a synchronicity that I've been talking about glitches in the Matrix recently. And now we just get a listener story about it. It's a glitch in the Matrix. Um, also, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but your best friend is haunted and you guys can't be friends anymore. Like that, <laughs> that demon yeah, you, you saw in your they... room. Yeah. You dreamt that they killed your dog and everyone in the the dream was telling you it was real life. And then afterwards you saw a dark figure in your room. That friend, you can't with that person anymore. I don't know. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you can. Or, okay, devil's advocate or is your sleep paralysis demon trying to trick you into thinking you're in a safe space by manifesting as your best friend and then doing something (gasps) evil oh my god i just got chills horrific that would happen to me like you are actually just a (laughs) demon i've been doing this podcast with i just i come through your phone on facetime like in the ring and i'm just all creepy and hung over with my stringy (laughs) hair because i haven't showered in two days and i just grab you and pull you to the other world yes oh my god no i promise i won't do that to you okay here's my last email this one comes from Bo. 
Hey, Allie and Nat. My name is Bo, and I'm a big fan from Amsterdam. I love your podcast. It's definitely one of my favorites. I've been binge listening all episodes for the last few weeks now, and I can especially relate to the listener stories. It's comforting to know more people are experiencing weird things, and I'm not just fucking crazy. As you may have guessed, I'm very haunted. Sorry for the long read ahead, but here we go. So this all started when I was 12. Usually it's younger children who would see creepy things in the dark or have a ghost as an imaginary friend, but my earliest memory of my haunting happened at 12 years old. Out of nowhere, I started to become very anxious and scared, not wanting to be home alone or sleep in complete darkness. I hadn't had a nightlight in years, but all of a sudden I needed one again, and I still have to use it sometimes. No shame, Bo. I personally yeah. have a little nightlight, so no shame. Yeah, I have one too. <laughs> Every time I looked at the shadows, we should make an LGH nightlight, honestly. That would be very on brand. Every oh my time God. Yeah, I looked perfect. at the shadows. Yes, wouldn't that be? I saw things moving, like someone or something was quick was quickly getting away from my eyesight. I couldn't go to the toilet in the night because I could literally feel a human-like figure following me as soon as I got up out of bed. It was mm. maddening seeing shadows and figures everywhere I went. I went to a psychiatrist who made me believe that I was just very stressed out and not haunted. <laughs> they always do that. <laughs> they do that. It could be true. You know what? Stress does weird things to your body. I definitely feel super like bad vibes anytime I'm stressed out and like a pit in the in my stomach, but also you could be haunted. Surprisingly, the weird shadows and figures stopped after this for a few years. I'm not sure why. I was just happy that they stopped. I could sleep normally for a few years, but when I was 17, it started over again. Me and my family were still living in the same house, and out of nowhere, again, I started feeling anxious, jittery, and scared in my own home. I didn't dare be in my own bedroom alone, didn't want to be home alone at night, and couldn't even take a shower in the bathroom upstairs without someone on the same floor as me. This was all bad enough, but then this happened. One night, I woke up at around 3 a.m. I wasn't startled and I didn't have a bad dream. I just had the feeling that I needed to wake up, like someone had told me to. I sat up in bed and looked right at an apparition of a small girl in a dress standing in the middle no. of my room. Why I, was she there? <laughs> I wanted to scream in fear, but couldn't. Instead, I had the feeling that I needed to touch her like an instinct. <gasps> I crawled over my bed and reached out to her. But as soon as I did, she was gone. I was super scared, but still couldn't scream. And instead, something inside me told me I just needed to go back to sleep. So I did. I didn't ever tell my parents about this because I was a 17-year-old who was scared of the dark. No teenager would ever admit that, I guess. Oh, yeah. After this, I couldn't shake the feeling that she was still in my room just watching me. No. Though after a while, I got used to her being there and her energy didn't feel evil to me, so I just let her. She was a very neutral apparition who scared the living shit out of me the first time I saw her, but I was all right with her after that. What I was not all right with, though, was waking up again one night, laying on my back, looking up, not being able to move, and seeing a dark, human-like figure without eyes, but with a huge grin staring no. down at me. I wanted to scream, but couldn't. I felt like I was dying. 
My only solution was closing my eyes and trying to go back to sleep. After this, I felt a very evil, negative energy in my room. I knew that, quote unquote, he Mm. was there watching me. Mm. And it didn't stop at my room. What upset me the most was the fact that I could see the evil figure in my little brother's room as well. I didn't tell him, and I still haven't till this day, because I didn't want to upset him. I kept all of this to myself because I thought it sounded crazy. After months of feeling and seeing this negative energy in both my room, my little brother's room, and even in our guest room, and being watched by it and by a little girl as I was trying to sleep, yeah. I broke. Yeah, My I parents had noticed I was tired, grumpy, and anxious. When they asked me about it, I cried and said I'd been seeing things mm. and was scared for the safety of my brother. Mm. They understood, and for some reason, they took me to a spiritual guide instead of a psychologist this time. Wow, that's progressive. The guide ex- yeah, that is progressive. The guide explained to me how to rid my room of the energy by sending spirits into the light. The light is up to your interpretation. It can be heaven, a better place, just away, or into nothingness. So I did. I sent the little girl to a better place because I truly believed that she was just stuck in this place in one way or another. Yeah. The shadow man I tried to send away, but he didn't go. He is still in my home, but he is much weaker now. Either that or I'm just numb to him. He isn't showing himself anymore in a full apparition like he did a few times before, but I can still feel him from time to time staring at me. At least he isn't bothering my brother anymore, which I am very happy about. The strangest thing about all of this is that my dad had told my mom that there was something in this house, Mm. even before I told them that I saw things. We bought the house when I was four. She had asked him why he wanted to buy it then, and he said that it was fine. It was just a neutral energy. I guess he was referring to that little girl, which I truly think was neutral as well. Luckily, none of my other family members ever saw anything. I moved out last year, but my family still lives there, and I haven't had as much trouble with truly evil energy since, though I still feel some kind of energy in some of the buildings I go into, like my new room. I know all of this sounds crazy, but I truly felt like I was seeing spirits and maybe even something else. Sorry for the long story, but it felt really good telling all of this. Thank you guys for enduring all of these scary stories for our entertainment. I enjoy them very much. Keep up the good work with love, Bo. P.S. I have more stories about these spirits if you guys want. Just email me if you want me to clear up some things or want to hear more about these fuckers. Wow, Bo. Yeah, we always want to hear more. Please. Of course. Do it. Um, Send multiple emails. Yes. I think that Bo... I Bo is definitely a medium and I always wonder about these people like how they're like living their life how they're coping with it is everything cool with them and I'm realizing what a burden it is to be a medium yeah you know also having the burden of having to like send something to another realm yeah yeah I also appreciate I know we've talked about this on the podcast before like the line between mental illness and right. the paranormal is very thin sometimes yes. and so I do appreciate that Bo says that their family took them to a psychologist before to get evaluated and then also mm-hmm. took them to a spirit medium I think or a spirit guide yeah. I think that that like you said that's very progressive and yeah. I think if you are someone who's seeing things, it's a good idea to see a psychologist or a therapist have a healthy relationship with your mental state. Because even if 
there's nothing wrong with you and it is something paranormal you know sometimes stress can we've learned from this podcast stress can like open you up more and make you more sensitive to stuff like that yeah so it's always a good idea to just go and deal with whatever shit you're dealing with anyway like I see a therapist all the time and I don't see haunted shit yeah so if I was seeing haunted shit I would certainly be seeing a therapist yeah definitely yeah well, wow. Natalia, what was your favorite story from this episode? Oh, man. Uh, uh, there were so many. They're just all spinning through my head. There was someone who said that they had to stop, like, recently, and like, the last couple stories you read that said that they had to stop listening to the podcast because they were just getting too paranoid. And I feel that. Like, sometimes I'm like, oh, I, like, get really scared and stuff. And Cody, my right. fiance, is like, it's because you have the podcast. Like, you're constantly thinking about haunted <laughs> shit. And I'm like, yes, I know, but I can't stop, you know? And yes, it's, like, it's so interesting. It's like a car crash. You want to look yeah, away, but you can't. I know. Like, sometimes you just have to research the haunted shit and go down that rabbit hole i know i know it's like my burden to bear um i really liked the one well i didn't like it but i was really creeped out by the one about the girl who lived in the 200 year old house and like the attic door just swing open and yes stuff. the like, wardrobe doors banging open bang, and closed yeah i think that was like a real ass haunting for sure yeah creepy as shit reminded me of the conjuring please watch the conjuring natalia and give me your reaction no i can't you you would have to watch it with me someone would have to watch it with me during daylight and possibly i like turn the volume off in some parts (laughs) you're just reading the like closed captions (laughs) yeah like that's actually that's really funny the subtitles yeah spooky noises door creaking okay well, maybe we'll have to do that. We'll have to have like a scary movie sleep overnight or something and then watch all of my favorites and then you can review them. Like I can watch stuff that's really campy, like Cabin in right. the Woods or um, I don't know, like the, not The Conjuring, but um, what am I the thinking? The Exorcist of? is kind of campy, even though it's not supposed to be. Yeah, yeah The Exorcist. Um, what's the one that I'm insidious? Like I can watch yeah. those and be like, oh, like that Korean horror movie that's really Really famous. The Wailing. The Wailing. I can watch that because there's like a story behind it. But the you guys, the jump scares take years off my life. Like <laughs> just me like seeing the well, you know when it's gonna happen. It's been quiet yeah. for a really long time. The frame is like set up in a way that there's like a bunch of negative space where there shouldn't be, you know. Right. And like you know like some crazy shit's gonna happen. And it's like your heart rate goes up and you're expecting it and that like suspense that that like suspense is like I can't it gives you a heart attack yeah it gives yeah it does what it's supposed to you know right have you seen the haunting of hill house that series that was on Netflix that mm-hmm. people were watching during the pandemic no of course not <laughs> okay well I was gonna say you should also watch that um also have you ever seen it follows no we talked about this I have not okay Okay, so that one I think you might actually be okay with because it's scary, but it has a story behind it right? that, like, you can get behind. Okay. It's not yeah. just, like, jump scares. Okay, and I love when they actually show the scary. Oh, the other one that fucking killed me is what's the one where it, paranormal activity? All of those fucking yeah. ruin me. You guys, I get wrecked <laughs> by the suspense and the jump scares. Um, But I love to see, like, really campy stuff. Like, I loved in The Wailing how they show the demon. Like, just, like, full right. makeup and all of that. I love in Insidious. They just show it. Like, uh, that to me is, like, a release. Yes, I do understand that. It's like, um... 
it, what's that movie? Is it Alien or Signs? It's Signs. Signs. Isn't it where they like show the the news footage of like the creature walking? Yeah. Like the alien walking by and then they freeze frame on it. Yeah. It's very satisfying when you get to see the creature. Right. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Super... Or the demon or whatever it is. Yeah. Right. Is the conjuring the one with the nurse or the the, the nun? No, that's the nun. The oh, okay. conjuring is the... <laughs> the conjuring is the one. What is the... um? it look like the, the poster? T- it, um, I remember it... it's like the conjuring two. But like yeah, what? I think it might be the hands in the wardrobe might be one or it could be um, a tree that has like a hanging noose from it. OK, um, but it's like this this paranormal medium duo that go to this haunted house and try to like get the demons out for the family that just bought it. Oh, my God. And it's freaky and it's worth it. Yeah. Like I said, I, I could watch it. it with the volume down during daylight and other people around me. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll have to do that. Maybe we'll have to do that. I think my favorite from this series, um, from this episode, this listener stories episode, is probably just the hand on the wall. The like black hand handprint print. on the wall. Yeah, because that's something where you're like, it's tangible. So you can't just be like, oh, I, it's my in my head. Yeah. It's stress. Oh, yeah. it's just I haven't slept in a while. Like it's something that you can physically see and that type of stuff always gets me. Or like um that one email that was saying like the children's handprints on the on microwave. The microwave and, yeah. Yeah. That's or what about key. the doll that was on the loop? <gasps> oh I forgot about God, that one. Yes. I okay, think my, my body mind made already me blocked it. that yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, that one is back. the scariest of all of them for sure. Yeah. That's why you don't have fucking weird ass dolls. Like give your kids like Rylakuma, Hello Kitty, like yeah. like stuff that's cute where if it came to life, yeah. you would be like, oh, this is a blessing rather than like something yeah. scary. Right. Because the uncanny valley happens with baby dolls yes. where it's like some it almost looks human, but it's not quite there and right. it can come to life and ruin your entire life. Totally. Well, do you want to do our sign off yeah, for would. this episode? Um <laughs> BRB, got to go exterminate my house for old ladies that live in the wall and are eating my food. (laughs) Bye. Bye. On a summer night, Douglas Wagg Jr. lay motionless across a strip of railroad tracks before being struck by an oncoming train. I'm investigative journalist Delia D'Ambra, and my investigation into exactly how Doug died took me into the depths of a bizarre mystery. It was really hard to understand what was fact and what wasn't. A mystery that has led me from one suspicious death to another. Listen to CounterClock now, wherever you listen to podcasts.